Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail i'm b thank you for tuning in and we're glad to have you joining us today today is my topic day yes it is and my topic. oh i always want to do that don't i you do especially mm-hmm. when it's your time to go first i noticed that i'm i guess i'm eager beaver <laughs> all right <laughs> Instead, we're going to do our moment of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn to go first as well with that? It surely is. Oh, okay, good, because I'm already with my gratitude. <clears throat> I should be gratitude for coffee, but anyway. I'm very grateful for the fact that having the ability to look around and appreciate the simple things in life. The small things mm-hmm. and uh, I really get a great joy when I walk rice in the morning and the Sun sort of peeks through the trees and gives you an arc of Sun mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about and I truly truly do enjoy that and I look for that and it's you know it's just a little thing it's because the tree is there the Sun is up mm-hmm. and it's just and it's, it's so joyful to me that, uh, and I, I even posted on my Instagram, um, you know, take time to, to find that, that little thing in your day that brings you joy, something you can't buy, something someone couldn't give you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to have that ability that I, I still see that. And you can take a beat in a moment to yes. appreciate. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's a good one. Um, I am grateful for the library system. Um, I have been using the local library to get books digitally, either as an audio book or an e-book at this time, which again, even that with the times have changed because if the pandemic would have happened, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have access to the information outside of actually purchasing it, you know, because you wouldn't, the library, (laughs) our local libraries still aren't open like that. Um, So I was able to um, request a book, a new book by Elizabeth Wilkerson called Cast, which is really good. And within two days, the book just came out. I requested that they carry the book, and I got the notification that the book was available via audiobook. Oh. So I am pretty grateful for that little thing because the book is very enjoyable and eye opening um, with what she's talking about. So I'm grateful to the library system. That's, I use them too. Mm-hmm. I use them for quite a while. I've been doing um, the audiobooks. Yeah. So I listen to them in the car to and from, you know, work. Yeah. You know, and that's how I, I listened to the John Bolton book. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. that was very interesting, to say the least. So, yes, I, I think that's a, and you're right. Ten years ago, <clears throat> um, we wouldn't have been able to even go buy books in the beginning of the pandemic because nothing was open. Yeah. We'd have just been stuck rereading books that, you know, we have. And thank goodness, you know, most of the time I had a good library. Yeah. <clears throat> but yep. still, so yeah, that is, that, that's, I like that. Mm-hmm. So now, is, now? Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Investing is messy. <clears throat> is 
that your topic? That's my topic. Okay. Investing is messy. Now, am I talking about money? Could be. Am I talking about myself? Could be. Relationships? Could be. But what made me think of this was um, Wednesday night, um, my church does a midweek service. And that was one of the things that Pastor mentioned. He said, investing is messy. You know, success is messy. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to these things. We don't get to the pinnacle of success or get to the top of our game or even to having a good relationship with ourselves, our family, our friends, uh, you know, an opposite uh, person, um, male or female, depending on, you know, your preferences. It's messy. That road is a messy road. Okay. And I think that we expect it not to be. We, we expect it to be, even the Hallmark movies are messy. They start out happy-go-lucky, isn't it charming and wonderful, and then they run into some, some problem, pops up, and by the end of the movie, it's solved. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, no, it's usually something that happens, maybe somebody leaves them, dumps them, but by the end of the movie, the, the world is grand again for them. But they got two hours to do that. Yeah, we got a lifetime. We got a lifetime. So our messy is going to be bigger messy. So I I really wanted to talk about when we're investing in ourselves or relationships, and it kind of springboards from the pandemic dating from last week. How how do we weather these waters? How how what is the what is the way that we're going to do this? The process. That's what you mean. Okay. How, how do we do that? You know, you have to invest, I think, first in yourself. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think a lot of us um, are taught, especially women, to be, to be giving all of the time of ourselves to others to make sure everybody else is fine and everybody else has what they need. And then you're at the end of the day and you haven't given yourself anything that you needed. I mean, I'm really good at investing in myself. So I'm, you know, for me, I know to put myself first because I can't pour from an empty cup. If I'm not doing well, I can't do well at work. I can't do well by Alina. I can't do well around the people in my life if I am not making sure that I'm okay physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I think a lot of us feel guilty about it because when you do that, some people will view that as you being selfish Yep. versus it being that you are taking a moment or moments to invest in what makes you you. And I think when you don't do that, and as you said, when particularly women, when we go about our day and it's always about doing everything for everyone else and we forget ourselves, we get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And where is that? What do we do with that frustration? Then we snap at people we didn't mean to snap at or we, we we're just not ourselves and we can't put our finger on it. Yeah, because I think, you know, in the same moment that you are investing in whatever it is, even if it's like worry or you're investing in, you know, learning how to ride a bike or you're investing, there's an absence Mm -hmm. to whatever you're investing in. There's something you're not investing in at the same time. And for me, I, I have to invest in myself first. I just have to like, there's no, you can't ever make me feel guilty about it um, because I know what I need and I know what I want and I know how I want to get there. And a lot of my investing in myself has to do with investing in others as well. You know, how I treat them, how I am towards them. And I think we, we have it backwards. We think that if we give out, then it comes in. 
And speaking to that point with, with you, I will say that the difference between how you invest in yourself and maybe someone else who is a, a more selfish about it and self-centered about it, you, yes, you post really lovely pictures of yourself and showing how you're enjoying or dating yourself. And along with that, you have quotes or other things you're sharing. Like, uh -huh. look at this, read this, don't forget to do this. Where others that are just selfishly about it, it's just them. Ah, uh, yeah. They don't, they don't have, you know, you let us peek into your world a little bit. Yeah. That this is what I'm doing. I'm reading a book. Uh -huh. You know, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm sharing this with my, my sisters in the world out there so they can, you know, be a better person. Uh -huh. So and I'm letting you see that what I'm doing is is good for me and it may be good for you. I'm not saying yes. that it is. <clears throat> and I have to springboard from that to share with you, you have impacted me in some of the ways that I've handled things, that I try to spend more time with myself to just rest yeah that i don't necessarily always do and it makes me take a t take time out to review mm -hmm. to reflect on what's going on and i think that's part of how we make investments in ourselves and maybe we're still going to have messy but the messy is more of a controlled messy. It's not a bomb that goes off and you're just trying to pick up the pieces. You're blindsided by <laughs> something coming your way. Exactly. And then you don't, you're not, you're not prepared in any shape, form or fashion because things are going to happen there. People are going to break up. Mm -hmm. People are going to say things to you that you don't like. Mm -hmm. you're going to say things to people and not get the reaction that you want. Mm -hmm. And you can't, and I think one of the things we do when we don't invest in ourselves, we start investing in other people with the expectation that they will perform and do the things we want to fulfill ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, as a mother, to an only child. So I only, the only experience I have with a child and rearing them has to do with Alina. And a lot of the times, even when I invest in her, I have to take a beat to kind of be like, what does she want? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And give that leeway because she's not me and I'm not her. So even as a parent, when it comes to investing thoughts, investing money, investing morals, investing whatever that is into that child, I, I have come to the understanding that I, I'm just passing on tools to her. Right. You know, um, so that she's okay in whichever way that she's okay, but I am not in control of whatever that return on investment is. Like we always think, and I think that's the messy part, is that we think that the return on our investment is always going to be in the black. Right. And sometimes it just is in the red, but what do you do when it's in the red? You have, you have to prepare for both sides. Mm -hmm. And, and it's different from, I, I remember yeah. in earlier years where before I would say something to somebody, if I would think I'm having a difficult conversation, whether it be at work or with a coworker, family member, whomever, I would try to play the devil's advocate. Uh -huh. If I say this, they might say this, this, or this. So then I try to have an answer for all of those things. And I put so much effort and time into that, that I still got blindsided because I, you can't program what another person is going to say because you said something. Yeah. You cannot put the chips up that good. No. They'll surprise you every, every single, single time. time. And I think that's where I missed out growing up investing in me. And investing in yourself takes time. Mm -hmm. And you also are going to miss other things. Yeah, there's an absence to everything you do. There's something that's not being done. 
And it takes a sense of dedication. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people want it. We want it now. Let's, let's just do it now and everything will work out. Well, that's not how it really works. You must put in the time. Yeah. You must put in the effort. You must put in the work. You didn't get your master's degree because you decided to stand in the parking lot of St. Thomas and say, master's degree, come. Yeah, no. <laughs> and even that, like, what a lot of people, well, I'll share now is that I quit the company that I was with for 10 years. I was with them and I was just like, you know what? I'm going back to school. And even then I had to like go over my finances to see how that would work out you know, made major changes where I moved back home for like a year and a half. And, um, and even then my mom at that point in time, when she told me that I could come back home and quit, which I am so grateful for, um, I still had to come up with like a specific plan. And I, again, am a big proponent of like a smart plan, knowing what your goal is, why you're doing certain things. I think a lot of the times people don't understand why they are doing the things that they're doing. Um, you know, making sure that I knew what actions I needed to take, making sure I knew what resources I had available to me. And also, you know, making sure that I had a timeline to get that done. And that's the stuff that people don't see. You know, they just see that you went from point A and within a year I had my master's degree. But I mean, I literally, the reason why I, I couldn't read anymore for a good few years was because that's all I did. Right. Was read. I mean, I just educated and was just like in the books and taking notes. So while I was doing that, there were other things that I couldn't even do, which part of that was work. Because you were doing another job. Yes. And I think that's when people get discouraged because they don't, like you, you say, you, you planned it out. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's something that maybe we should attach to this, the um, SMART goals, how to do SMART goals. Okay. <clears throat> you want to go over one, like, arbitrarily now, or? Well, why don't you do that? <laughs> Since you love to do them. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I do. I mean, if I were to say uh, uh, one that is arbitrary right now, let's say I am learning. I want to get out of this country. So one of the ways is that I want to go to school in Norway. So my goal, which would have to be a specific goal, is that I want to be able and be ready to be accepted into a college at nor in norway by the time alina graduates high school okay. so i want to that's a, a very specific goal you know and so then i would ask myself why because at this point in time i need to know if i don't if i can't tell myself and i don't think that you need to explain to other people why you want to do the things you need to do but if you can't explain to yourself why this is an important goal, then you need not do it. Because and sometimes you don't need to explain to other people. Just that's messy. Yes. So because not everyone's going to understand why you want to do it. So I have a very specific reason, which is because I just think this is a ghetto and I need to get out of it, you okay. know, so. <laughs> the ghetto of the U.S. Okay. She does it all the time. I don't know. Okay. But yes. So I just, I, I want to be able to do that. So that's my why. And then, you know, how will it be measured? And the only way that it would be measured is if I'm in Norway, in whatever university I am working on my doctorate. So that is the measurement of that goal. And then what actions do I need to take? And you know, more specifically language. So I need to learn the language. So that's an action that what I- What do they speak there? They speak Norway, Norwegian, Norwegian. Norwegian. Mm -hmm. okay. It's close to English. <laughs> I, I checked out, which was the closest. So, you know, I would have to make sure that that's an actionable thing. Make sure that I can learn the culture, 
you know, um, make sure that my ducks are in a row so that Alina is graduating on time. There are certain actions that I need to make sure that are happening in the meantime. Um, then I like to attach timelines to the action. So if I'm going to learn Norwegian, maybe I want to do it as an immersion kind of thing where I take an hour every day to learn it or, you know, watch Norwegian movies or, you know, put subtitles, however it is that I need to do attached to whatever it is. So if I'm going to learn the culture, then watch a movie, a Norwegian movie to kind of do that once a week or once a month for the next five years or however oh, that's that is. Good. And then lastly, you know, the resources, everybody has an abundant amount of resources that they can tap into, but I don't think people think about that process. So like the internet is one, YouTube is one, Netflix is one, the library is one, you know, Maybe there's a connect group for like, you know, international students, however it is, and be able to list your resources because that's what you're going to be using to tap in as well to get from point A to point B. And I think um, that has helped me. I mean, I've learned to scale back and kind of leave certain things behind. So like when I notice that the return on investment isn't working out the way I need it to work out, I know that I can just set that down and maybe go to another one because that's an, a, another thing that I think might be messy is that people don't know when to let things die. Yes. And I think having smart goals help you because mm -hmm. as you're, and not just where you just list the goal, uh, go to school in Norway. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Alina graduates, uh, such and such year, and then wait the year before and start applying. Yeah. You know, and, and then maybe it's not working out, but you, then you say, well, I'll just fly there. Yes, on a whim. And, and, and make and, this a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that guy. So, but, and I think that's, we don't do that enough. And that's where investing comes in. Investing takes time. Oh, yes, it does. And you just have to sit down and you have to do it. And that's hard because we're not disciplined for that. On a whole, we're not. This oh, is why yes, people yes. are losing their mind being locked in. The, because we are not disciplined for that. We are the, the shiny object. Oh, yeah, like the squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. You know, as soon as we see a shiny, oh, look at that over there. Oh, wait a minute, that's over there. You know, and we've just completely, what have we really accomplished? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think so. And I mean, I've done business plans as well before. I, I don't get in the business of writing business plans anymore, but that's another thing as well. Like, you, you almost have to know, and a portion of the business plan you're not going to get the reward in the very beginning, as you stated. It might just be five years from now. It might just be 10 years from now. And even if I were to go with Alina, you know, she was able to be able to read on her own since she was three because literacy has been a big thing for me. Like, I love to read. I'm an avid reader. I believe that everyone should be able to read and comprehend but I knew that the education system probably wouldn't provide it for her. Right. So I had to do what I needed to do to make sure that she could read. So by then, by the time she was entering school, because that investment was done so early on, she can be picked up for other things because the investment is already there. And even now, I think, what grade level are you reading at right now? <coughs> 11? Um, it depends. Well, like, I can read. Well, like, some tests have said that I read, like, at, like, 15, like, 15 grade, but I don't understand that. Or, like, 12th grade or, like, high that school. That means, like, yeah. So. College. But, like, I can read practically anything. Yeah. So, again, I mean, that investment so early on. I wouldn't know that that's where it would right. pay off at. 
So again, are we playing long games or are we playing short games? And I think there's a time and a place for a long game and there are times and places for short games. And part of investing is also the commitment. You got to commit to something. And there's a difficulty in that. We have a disconnect with committing. It's like when I was growing up, you people might, when you're little, people will ask us, what are you going to be when you grow up? And, you know, you'd pick these, maybe you saw your neighborhood fireman and you thought he was a great guy. I want to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. No, but you're like five or six. So you don't know what it takes to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. So are you ever going to become that, that thing that you wish upon? I think we wish upon things and think like there's a magic wand to make it happen. People who want to become like a, an actress or a movie star. Well, that person who became is one in a million that got picked off of a bar stool at a diner or the deli and made it big. It was one in a million that has done that. And some of them get picked and it still doesn't go anywhere. You have to back again to the investing, go to school, take a course. You don't have to go to college per se, but if you want to do something that you, you feel passionate about, invest into yourself, find out what it takes to get there. Even to, if you want to be married, even what does it really take to be married? And I don't think people really look into that either. They just think I got somebody that I got this man who will pay my bills and put me in a house. It just doesn't work that way. No. You know, what are you bringing to the table? And and I had to kind of check myself with that because I kind of grew up with the Ozzy and Harriet syndrome at, at my generation. Uh-huh. We at Bill Cosby's little family group didn't come on to that. That was like Jillian. But so you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be a housewife. Really? And I what think- does that take? What, what do you, what, nope, we didn't investigate what things, what it took to do something. You, you know, we were told go to college and why, why am I going to college? What's on the other side of that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, even speaking how we invest in our communities, how we invest in women, how we invest in children, I mean, as a society, how are we doing? Are we making sure that every we're investing in every single American so that they can prosper in whichever way that they need to prosper in? And that's not what we do as a nation because mm-hmm. our investment, we're invested wholly in keeping people under us. Yes. So when you're invested in keeping people under, you, it's very hard for people to come out on top because that is where you are investing. The reason why, you know, inner city schools, I was talking to someone earlier about high school and diversity and I was like, yeah, you know, I went to a magnet school and, you know, middle school and high school. So middle school, we just caught a bus, like a school bus from um, North Miami to South Miami, which is probably 20 something miles. And then in high school, there was a bus train and a bus that we had to take to go to school. And even that investment required me going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning so that I could be to school at 7.30 to do whatever it is that I needed to do. Meanwhile, there are schools right around the corner. Right. So it, I think sometimes as a society, we we invest in the wrong things be, specifically so that we can keep people down. And I mean, that just really needs to change. And that's like one of my like babies. If I could change anything in the world and at least in the United States for the next five years while y'all have me, that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So gracious. (laughs) Appreciate you. No problem. If I could part with anything, that would be it is to make sure that we are investing in these marginal, quote unquote, marginalized groups. 
And I think it, this country makes things more, the more difficult it is for certain groups, like for your minorities, why did you, like you say, there was a school right down the street. Why couldn't we make that school? Mm-hmm. Bring it up to the standards of the school you had to take a bus and a train to get to and get up at five o'clock. That takes away from your, even your ability to learn. Mm-hmm. It takes away from your family time. It takes away from the time you spend with your friends developing other things. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to school and you might be losing something else that is vital to children to have. Exactly. And, and I think we kind of we miss that. And then you have those parents who, who their dream in their head is like, I want to go to the Olympics. And I didn't get to do it, so my child will do it. So I'm going to have them You live vicariously through your children. Five hours a day, have no life, and keep pushing them. And because they're going to be an Olympic star. But is that what they want? I think some of our dreams and goals have been set by other people. Sometimes they're subliminal. Is the truth. You know, we don't really, we, I mean, no one may have said it in their out loud voice to you, but somewhere subliminally you're thinking, okay, like in my generation, you're supposed to get married, have a house, 2.3, 2.1 kids, car in the driveway, picket fence, and life is grand. And that's where your energies have to go. And maybe you did not want to do that. You know, I wanted to become a high fashion model, live in a high rise in New York and whatever was after that, I was good with, Mm -hmm. but that was not going to be a plan my parents were going to support. I would support you, Alina. And, but then, you know, it wasn't, we didn't, I didn't have the atmosphere to actually put that out there because whenever I fought for what I wanted, like everybody had to learn an instrument. So I went through a group of them. Because all I wanted to do was take dance lessons. So by the time I finally won that, I was past the age where dancing was going to put me into the limelight on a professional basis. Uh. But I still did it because that was my passion. And I think you then you grow up with that. You grow up with looking around you to see, okay, what is it that I should be doing because... Let me see if I can, you kind of follow the crowd in a sense. Mm -hmm. You don't want to stand out, but everybody should stand out differently. Everyone. Because every, we're all different. One of the like, I like facts. And one of the facts that I love the most is that like we're one in 400 trillion. Like we're, the, the possibility of you roaming earth being born to the parents that you're born to at that time space is one in 400 trillion. Like we've all won the lottery in being here. Yes. And I think a lot of us, I mean, that was like astronomical to me when I heard it, I was like mind blown. And so I walk in that knowing that like I myself am a miracle. I myself can do things. The fact that I'm here means that there are things that I need to do. And I tend to kind of walk off the beaten path. Like I will kind of do what I want to do as I want to do it. And hopefully I'm not stepping on toes in the process because that's not what I want to do knowingly. So, but at the same time, I know that there are things that are for me that I don't have to explain and things that are for me that I need to invest in. However, I need to invest in that. And, you know, we just need to get back to that point where we're asking ourselves, you know, like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Is the return on investment coming to fruition? Are you happy? Are you satisfied? Are you challenged? However that works in whatever the questions are, I think, that's where it always starts from within and we're always looking outside of ourselves for validation. And I remember growing up talking about messy for the major holidays. We would kind of like all get together and 
cooking at our house. And there would be really good meals, lots of great food at the end of it. The table will be set beautifully, but the process, you stick your head in that kitchen, you'd be like, ooh, what are they cooking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it was just, it looked like a bomb would blow up because somebody's on that side peeling potatoes, somebody's over here doing something with sweet potatoes, somebody's doing something with the vegetables. Then there's the raw meat that somebody's handling, doing stuff with. And it's just stuff, spices and everything are just like everywhere. It, there, it's like a, it's chaotic looking. It looks like just absolute chaos but from that comes such a wonderful meal and I just remember standing there looking at it and and this I was I wasn't a child I was older mm -hmm. and looking at that mess and then on the other side peeking in on the dining room how beautifully everything was set and would all fit there not perfectly but it would all just sit right. there just right and we would all enjoy it and have such a good time at it so it taught me that you gotta maybe sometimes blow something up yeah. and and then look what you get from it yeah you know you you put it together in a so the raw things would come into the kitchen and the beautiful dishes would come out yeah and it it we started the night before in some cases making the desserts was a week before so it was a process and I and my grandmother raised us and said that all the time it's a process when you'd ask well I want to go do so and so it's a process what is it you want to do you know she'd want you to map it out what's mm -hmm. the process what you're doing and she was not a book learned person because until later years of her life she could not read or write because she wasn't allowed to learn that mm -hmm. but she was so smart Everything in life is a process. You just don't get there because you walk in a room and I'm here. Pretty much. And there are people who think that. Yes. The world just stops for them. And they don't experience, you never see them experience messy. But I believe at home, behind closed doors, their messy is live. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people put it in front on as well, but... At the same time, one of the things that I like to do is have little nuggets, like for my future self. Alina knows what I'm talking about. That's why she said, oh gosh. But yeah, I do. I like to have like little nuggets for my future. So like I'll put like a dark chocolate bar in my lunch bag. I'll put like, you know, buy certain ice cream that I know I don't eat ice cream enough, but I know that when I feel like it, I'm like, oh my God, I got ice cream. Right. You know, like, and it's basically like setting up in the present moment things that your future self might appreciate. And a, a lot of it is the process is the now. I think people forget that. And it's very hard. And I, I will always go back to being mindful because mindful keeps you, mindfulness keeps you focused. Mindfulness, I think, and also I would like to put in gratitude. Mm -hmm. Because when you can't be grateful for that little, you know, chocolate piece that you found in there, maybe your day is going terrible and you find it and, you, and it's like, oh yeah, I put that in there. Oh, yeah, you you have so to appreciate excited. that. Like so that excited. moment you stop and say, whatever's going on, I'm just stopping here and I'm going to enjoy this little piece of chocolate. And somehow it turns that day around for you. Yeah. And I thank myself. I thank myself for thinking what might I need in the future. And I mean, that's, but I, I am a planner to a certain extent where there's always like, what could my future self need? And can I just get it now and knock it out the way so I don't have to worry about it? Right. You got to set and, your future self up. And that sort of sets you up for success as well. I would hope so. Because <laughs> when we don't do things like that, I mean, there's there, the word poverty comes up. And poverty doesn't necessarily mean a lack of materials. Sometimes you have poverty in your soul. Yeah, mine. In your mind. And, Where you yeah. just can't even see past this moment uh, that you're in. 
Mm-hmm. And we all have them, but you you have to see past them. And I think that's why it's important. Um, I have a women's group that we meet on Saturday mornings. And that one of the women said today, she had a horrible, horrible, horrible week. And she said, I don't know, do, do any of you ever have really such horrible weeks? Sometimes you think, you think you're not going to make it. And all of us were like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> But, and you think sometimes you are out there on the horrible land alone. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a group like that or family or something that can, you can, they can pull you up on their raft and say, come on, it's a, hey, come on up here. We got some food and drink. We got, hey, it's going to be okay. You will float out to the, the poverty. And I think that's where people get sicknesses from that's where people get um, depressions and things that they can't seem to snap out of because they just keep going down into that poverty I remember um, it's a there's a paper called the dandelion and the um, orchid and they also had something on PBS about it as well. And they were tracking individuals who came from adverse childhoods or traumas or whatever the case may be. And um, so they tracked them and, you know, where basically a dandelion can grow wherever. Mm-hmm. The orchid oh, yeah. needs special care. So what they did was they made sure that there was a a support system there so that there was something that you could fall back on or someone that you could fall back on that had your back while they I mean and even that is an investment within itself yes it is you know like I wouldn't have been able to quit my job at that time and focus on schooling if my mom wasn't willing to support me in that investment you know what I mean and have friends support me and things of that sort so it's just one of those things that a social support group investing in the relationships that you have around you friendships family that's important as well and you can't make that your investment with other people are because you you want something out of it. It right. has to be kind of a symbiotic thing where I'm investing in the friendship because I want to be there for you. And then in turn, when you need to be there for me or you can be there for me, you can show up because there's a reciprocation going on. So even then, there you know there has to be a level of support that we all need to kind of buffer those those moments where we're not okay and things aren't okay and I am hoping that everyone has somebody or some people around them or a community around them that can support them because life is hard well you know I I know people that their family is everything and that's a great thing. But if you don't live within earshot of your family, mm-hmm. your family is like you and Alina are family to me. You are to us as well. And that's, you know, there's no bloodline, but you're still family. Mm-hmm. And I have other friends who are not, you know, like who grew up in New Jersey, maybe live in someplace else. And I've gone to visit them and met their California family. Mm-hmm. And there's no, again, no bloodline, but if people can't recognize who is your support group, who is your family, that's who struggles sometimes because you think you've got no one. And it, it's, it breaks my heart when I hear somebody say, I really don't have anybody. And you're talking to me or talking to a group of us and we're here. Well, it's not the same. It's not my family. Well, hey, we may not be your aunt, your cousin, your sister, but we're going to let us stand in that spot. You have to be willing to accept that and let them stand. Let those people come and help you. Let them stand in that place that's vacant for the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing um, for a lot of people to do, you know, 
yes, when you're investing in yourself, you're working on yourself. But at the same time, I think we have to be able to know when we need help and yes. know when we are able to accept it as well and let other people invest in you as well you know because that's part of the profit plan too mm -hmm. everybody benefits yeah every there there's there's a success in that for mm -hmm. everyone and you know I, I a friend of mine used to say this and i picked it up from her i used to she used to tell people don't get in the way of my blessing. You know, if she's trying to help somebody, oh no, I don't, wait a minute. Don't be stopping my blessing. I'm going to be blessed because I'm helping you. Take my help, please. Don't be blocking my blessing. Mm. She said, I want all my blessings. Take this and be happy at it. And, and sometimes we do that. We block other people's joy because maybe that's a joyful moment that they're helping you. It's not out of envy. It's not out of jealousy. It's not because they want something back either. And because when you know when somebody's coming for envy, because envy is destructive. They want to break you down, tear you down mm -hmm. and leave you empty. And jealousy is not as destructive. They just have maybe jealousy to me is like a momentary thing. Like, girl, I really love that car. I know I'll be looking good in that kind of car. And I say, I think about that too sometimes when I see some of your pictures. I'd be looking good too. You shouldn't take my picture. But that's like a little jealousy. It's not envy. You can you don't have to worry about sleeping at night. You're good. I know. I hope. But some people <laughs> don't, and they can't recognize the difference between that. If yeah. somebody is jealousy doesn't mean I hate you. I'm just thinking that is looking good. And you have to be careful because some people are, have not invested in themselves. So their ground is shaky. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like, again, mindfulness and having language to certain things. Yes. Makes a whole lot of difference which comes back to our library systems please check out a book if there's nothing you do check out a book you know get your library card and read something and get your baby some books too but yes it, i think a lot of the time is having the language to express that i am just i'm investing in this because of this and even when it comes to investing in other people, choose wisely, too. I mean, always mm. think about that return on investment. You know, like, how does it feel in that moment, especially with partners? I think a lot of the time we invest because we're so geared to wanting and keeping men at the forefront, speaking as a woman, keeping men in the forefront of the things that we desire and want that that investment into that man overshadows what we should be giving to ourselves and also what they are willing to give to you as well and i think we're yeah. we're we just as a woman if i could advise anything it is just to just be very mindful when you are entering relationships is it really worth the investment in being with this person now or in the future? Because you're not going to be able to change that man into whom you want him to be. Right. So maybe at that point in time, and I've been there where I've invested a little bit too much time, a little bit too much energy into other people who weren't doing the same for me. So it's one of those things that I keep in mind that like, you gotta be careful in what you are investing and especially in your leisure time too. If we could shift to like, if you're investing in yourself, are you just watching TV? Are you going for a walk? Are you, how, however it looks, when you're with yourself, how does that investment look? And when you talk about in a relationship, how, how many times have you heard a woman say, I, I looked up one day and I couldn't recognize myself because they turned themselves inside out to become who they thought he wanted. Mm -hmm. And then you lose who you are and then it's hard to get back from that. Then you have to work back. 
either into, and I think it becomes cyclical sometimes because you've lost who you were. A lot of people don't go back into investing in themselves and saying, you know what, five years ago, I was this individual. Five years later at this moment, I am me now. What has changed? So maybe the things that were things that you cared about or things that you felt like were worth waiting for a return on investment isn't quite there now. And we right. don't reevaluate whether or not we the things that we are investing in ourselves and in others and in things, whether or not it's worth it, which I think we we have to kind of take a beat and a pause to say, is this worth it anymore? And I think we need to invest more time in how we communicate. Oh, yeah. Because we, we don't communicate enough. We don't practice it. And part of learning to communicate is listening. Mm-hmm. Active listening. You, right. Really hearing what the other person is saying, evaluating what they've said, and then come with the response if needed. Sometimes a re- some, sometimes there is no response. Mm-hmm. You just take that in. And we don't invest enough time to really learn how to communicate. We do too much knee-jerk reaction communication. Yeah, our social skills as a, um, I, I think so. that's another conversation if we can pick that up. But social skills, they soft skills, social skills, whatever you want to call them, they are lacking um, big time in different ways. And technology probably has something to do with it. The fact that our kids don't play outside pre-pandemic, you know, testing, you know, gearing things more towards tests than collaboration, you know, things of that sort just kind of takes away from us even having the ability to be social and to take up on cues when speaking to other people. But and we expect other people to be so social to us. Yeah, when we're in out thing. in situations, we expect other people to do things, other people to say things right. And we're so quick to jump when they're not, you know, that's not the way you talk to me that. Well, how are you talking? Yeah, I think receptive receptivity is a, a major thing. I think a lot of us have an issue with being receptive, myself included, which I, I I know for a fact that that has been something that I've been working on for the last few years. But yeah, I think a lot of the times we we don't we don't have the resources to invest in stuff like that and it starts so very early on, which I will always say we need to invest in our social services. We need to make sure our mothers are okay. We need to make sure Programs like Head Start are available to help mothers who, you know, need it and investing in our neighborhoods and, you know, just really rethinking how we invest in America for every single person, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter your immigration status, how do we invest? in our people so that they grow up being the best possible them that they can be. Because children pick up all your habits, the good ones, the bad ones. They don't sort them out and go, okay, these are the, these are my mom's bad habits. These are my dad's bad habits. I only want the good ones. They don't know. They take them all and regurgitate them back when Mm -hmm. they go out into the world and that deems their success or not success. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the tools to begin with, it's hard to pass them down. Which is why I think early intervention and early investments. And that doesn't make you a bad parent. You, you You can't build a fire if you don't have the wood. Yeah. We so, invest in it, our you know, so don't don't blame yourself. You know, don't go back. Therapy is good, but, you know, you can't like uh, for my mother. I kind of I used to hear people say to my mother, it's the way you said it, Marin. It's not what you said. It's the way you said it. 
Well, lo and behold, Gail became, and I kept hearing people say to me, Gail, it's not what you said. It's the way you said it. It's kind of like the tone you use. And I was like, well, my, my mother seemed to get along well with life. And then one day that smacked me in the back of my head. Oh, no. Okay. So then I, then I, I sought to correct my tone, to try to catch myself. But when you have a lifelong habit, that's hard. Mm -hmm. But did I, but at least I learned how to, you know, turn it around to if I did catch the tone or saw the look on someone's face, I'm sorry. Let me try to say that another way. Or I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. That wasn't what I was going for. And in previous, I would just kind of, you know, hey, deal with it. It's life. But, that, but that's part of, I didn't have the skill to communicate properly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a slew of things that, I mean, if you don't know and you don't have the resources, um, it is, it is kind of what it is, but I do feel like, you know, going back for me and investing in myself and investing in others, a lot of it just has to be with mindfulness and also reevaluating and using the smart goals. Like, I just feel like for me having a path, um, helps me to kind of stay on it. And again, my smart goals, some of them I've just wrote down and have never looked at them. And then when I review it, I'm like, oh crap, I did this. Right. You put it in there. Yeah. You put, okay. it, you put it in the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, and I liked the way my pastor kind of wrapped up the, the service with that. And he said some things and I made notes like work brings profit. Or if you just talk, and you don't really work at it or invest in it, it, that same lack of work is still going to bring you something and it's called poverty. So invest wisely. Choose the things you're going to invest in and develop a strong work ethic and be prudent about what you're doing, how you're going about it. Be prudent with the people that are in your circle. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. But be careful. That's where prudent comes into. Be prudent about who you listen to, mm -hmm. who you're taking advice to. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy will rot the bones. So don't be envious that that other person down the street just bought a new Escalade if that's the car of the year. I don't know anymore. But, you know... What do you make sure you're driving something that you're comfortable with, you're pleased with, and that will give you peace to your body because you can't exist in this world without peace in your body. No. No. So be the person that you were deemed to be. Okay. Oh, I have enjoyed this. I've learned stuff. I've made a couple notes myself. <laughs> so we're going to, um, do you have any final message or words of wisdom? Do the work. Do the work. Don't be a hater. Um, invest in yourself, however that looks like, and invest in the others. And actually demand and be really be... be at this point, we just need to demand that the government just does what they need to do because they can take care of us and they can allocate money to education and social services. They just don't want to do it. So, you know, that would be my thing is that we really, as a nation, while y'all still got me for the next five years, really begin to demand the change that we want to see because they can give it to us. And I would just be during this pandemic time, there's still some months ahead of us. We're not out the woods yet. You still got time to work on being a better you when you get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let us do that and be joyful about it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Be safe. Be well. Be easy. And be blessed. Bye. Oh, I swear. Bye. <laughs>